Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you have any cheese at all? No. <laughs> the senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast Preview Show. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Football's back. Finally, after those pointless international friendlies and Nations League ball fests, we are back with what we all want, the Premier League. Joining me to preview Sunday's home fixture against West Ham in what will likely be Gareth Bale's first appearance since returning to the club, making his midweek show debut, is Glory Glory Tottenham Hotspur royalty, Paul Moore. Welcome, mate. You good? I'm very, very well. Thanks for having me on on the midweek show. I feel, um, yeah, I feel superly kind of like ready for football to make a return. Notice how I called you royalty as opposed to admin extraordinaire which, which Franco's called you twice now and I'm like if ever there's two words in the English language that shouldn't be put together it's <laughs> admin and extraordinaire so with Believe me your me, royalty that's very very kind I'll just um I'll just take you to the throne room no actually I won't no I'll just, just carry on sitting here joining Paul and myself uh, as he was dying to come on the preview show I assume because he's a huge West Ham fan and, and really loves everything they stand for all the way from Vienna is the Harlow Globetrotter. How are you doing, HG? <laughs> um, I'm doing all right. I am looking forward to the weekend. I'm not as nervous as I usually am, which is probably a worrying sign. But uh, yeah, finally, two long weeks and Spurs are back in my life. Great stuff. Well, before we get onto the game itself, I uh, just want to ask you your Spurs West Ham story. Like what game or moment really sticks in your minds when you think about this fixture? Paul, you first. What's your Spurs West Ham story? Four uh, three, uh, uh, Thierry scoring at their end. At the, you know, just putting in extra time. Uh, was it two thousand and seven? Yeah, March, April time. Yep, yeah, I think uh, Tevez scored, didn't he? And then uh, Berbatov got a good free kick, and didn't Tanios Timio score a good volley as well? And then we we nicked it. So yeah, that that was pretty good. Um, also was at the game when they were the first team to beat us at the new White Hart Lane but let's move quickly on from that yeah yeah they probably made sold all those DVDs so uh, HG how about you 
um, I'm just thinking about poor caller because he apparently the uh, the Antonio goal that beat us was uh, was right in front of him, so he has really good memories of that. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, this is it. It's, it's all about last minute winners, isn't it? When you suppose play West Ham, there's obviously the famous ones that the one that uh, Paul just said, and the the one of you know Gareth Bale at Upton Park top corner and that was what 2013 but I don't know like th- th- there are quite a few that there's the one I think that maybe the season after where we were at home and we were losing 2-1 and we got a couple of goals from Kane in the in the last few minutes to win that game that was nice yeah. um th- th- there's quite a lot of them I mean this is it like although West Ham have have been our nemesis in some respects in certain games recently that we, you know, go, we went there what, last season, two seasons ago, and Lamella scored the winner. There, there are lots of things that uh, that come up in these games, so I'm just excited to see him again. Yeah, I think for me, I'm going to go a bit retro. Like my most vivid memory of Spurs West Ham was, I think it was '98. Like uh, I was sitting two rows from the front. Jurgen scored against them in the seventh minute. So it was really early. And he jumps into the crowd and I, I was like, yes. And I, I, I swear I touched him. In my mind, I touched him. <laughs> so that for me, I was like, I got to touch Jürgen. That was my, my West Ham moment. This is, this, is the, this is the football player, that the, the most famous football player that you've ever touched, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's him or, or, or David Howells. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably say him. <laughs> David Howells. I, I, I only bring that up because I have touched Maradona. So that's like the greatest thing in my life as far as football's wow. concerned. Met him at some random airport in Spain and or met him. I mean, I didn't I didn't meet him. I just saw this short, fat bloke walking amongst all the cameras and it was Maradona. So went over wow. and kind of patted him on the back. And uh, I mean, people who have been listening to the pod for the last two years will know this story because I've said it before. But um, yeah, touching footballers, the cheese rooms... <laughs> Selling point. <laughs> Paul, your turn. Have you ever touched a footballer, Paul? <laughs> um, uh, no, 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 I ha- no, I haven't. Um, John Chadozi. Now, now we're going back. Now, oh, mid eighties. Uh, he came to my school, and he did like a skills lesson and stuff. And uh, I got my photograph taken with John Chidozzi but there, there was four or five people between me and Chidozzi I was on the end little stumpy ginger kid like trying not to look awkward uh, yeah John Chidozzi very sure, yeah, sure. That, now that is taking it back yeah brilliant well let's crack on We uh, there are a few facts and figures ahead of what should be a cracking London derby Jose has played West Ham 18 times as manager winning 13 drawing 3 losing 2 those 13 wins are his most uh, his joint most wins as manager. HG, do you know what the other team is? <laughs> um, the uh, the trick question makes me think it was probably Spurs. <laughs> and he's won lots of games against. Is that right? Got it in one. Oh. Has he? Has he that, won that? Oh, well, you, you managed Chelsea for long enough. That, that guarantees you about 10 wins, isn't it? I mean, it's sad. There's also, also, like up until those two wins that he's got for us, because his, his first win for Spurs was his first game against West Ham, and we yeah. beat them again later on in the season. So we were we were his, his, his sort of... Yeah, what's the opposite of bogey team? Spurs. <laughs> Spurs, <laughs> Spurs is everyone else's Spursy team. Lovely. It's yeah. always the way, isn't it? Yeah, it's always the way. You've not scored in 25 games at Bournemouth or whatever. Like, come and play Spurs, you'll get a hat-trick. Your, goalkeep- <laughs> your goalkeeper's well out of form like Tim Krull was at Newcastle. Come and play Spurs. You look like an absolute world-beater. It's just 
the list goes on. It goes uh, on and on. This this feels so nice and comforting to sit here and know that this is the history of Spurs and we all expect it to happen. But it's like it's been it's been a few weeks since I've had to worry about being negative for no reason. <laughs> well, let's get positive. We beat them two 0 in July with the fortunate own goal from Suchek and Kane's lung buster right at the end. Uh, and this season, they started off typical West Ham. I mean, they lost at home to Newcastle, had a spirited away defeat against the Gooners. And then they smashed Wolves 4-0 and Leicester 3-0 away in their last game. So those two games, coincidentally, were when Moyes was in his COVID quarantine. So we will come to Moyes soon. Those two wins saw them line up 5-4-1. Paul, why do you think such negative tactics have led to them picking up some pretty remarkable wins? Because uh, Noble's not playing. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like Rice and Suchek seem to move the ball a lot quicker, a bit more dynamic as well. Yeah, and Fournells and Bowen are, 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 are you know, banging form. Um, but they just seem, they you know, without the 32-year-old uncapped midfield dynamo, which is Mark Noble, um, in, without him, they seem to like really pushed on. I, I really do believe they just moved the ball a bit quicker. And... Um, they just all seem to be playing for uh, Moyes, they, which which is surprising. Which is surprising. Well, Hates, have you caught any of their games this season? Have you what, what have you made of their slight upturn in form? I, I think it's all to do with. I mean, it sounds crazy, but taking your chances. I mean, like obviously they, they're getting used to a new system. They've got a new right back who's come in and done quite well for them. And you know, Jared Bowen scored goals in the championship. Seems like he's going to do the same for West Ham. So it's like it, yeah, five four one in some respects. But you know, Jared Bowen is basically a striker. Fornells, you know, although he hasn't scored too many goals for West Ham, he's, he, I think he's getting there now. So in some respects, it's almost a 3-4-3 as well. It just, it's how you want to play it. Like, I'm sure they'll be mostly 5-4-1 against us and, and looking to uh, to hit us on the break. Mm. Well, injury-wise, they, they seem to have a reasonably clean bill of health. Uh, but the big news is that David Moyes is back in the dugout after his positive COVID test, as is Issa Diop. Uh, he's available now after getting the all clear. HG, we noticed that their upturn in form coincided with Moise's quarantine. So is his return a good thing for us? Uh, I think so, sure. <laughs> 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 I mean, David Moise, what is there left to say? I mean, obviously, it's kind of weird that in some kind of um, weird universe that he actually did replace Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. Clearly, you know, back when we was Everton, he was pretty good. Since then, he's gone, kind of gone back to the norm. I don't know, but I think I think Diop coming back is probably a, a bigger bonus for them, and Moyes coming back is a bonus for us. But we know, we know Mourinho um, rates Diop, so it'll be interesting because you know when you win when you've won like your last two league games, four 0 and three 0 do you really want to change things? I mean, that that setup seems to be working, and you know, going to going to Leicester and getting a victory isn't too much different than going to Spurs. So that they may well stick with what what they've done, and and Moyes can just ride whoever his assistants' coattails are. Yeah, here's a, here's a fact for you as well. In 14 games, Jose has never lost to David Moyes, so it's Stop looking it. good. <laughs> setting up now, aren't you, Fred? Uh, setting up in like before we know. Yeah, I think also they got Cresswell playing quite well as well. He seems to really be pushing forward. So they seem to be like attacking quite a lot down that side. 
Uh, they, they they have their three centre halves, right? And and Cresswell has been playing as as the left sided one, and so you know we've seen throughout the league it does give you a, a better balance. Like Masuaku's outside him, he he's a much better crosser of the ball than Cresswell is, and so they, they work well as a tandem. And I think for West Ham over the last few years they haven't really been able to decide which one was better. And so it's almost like a, a Bale and Asuakoto moment where they've figured out a system where they can play both and, and it might work better for them. So, I mean, the, I think the real thing with West Ham is that they actually have a decent striker. You know, we, we, we always laugh over the years about how West Ham, you know, spend a lot of money on strikers and they get very little for them, with whether it's Andy Carroll or whoever. But mm. um, Antonio has been a bargain for them and he, he does know where the back of the net is. And he works so hard for them that you... It, it, there's always a threat. I mean, that's the thing. And, and he also tends to score against us, the bastard. Yeah, he does. He likes to score against us. I'm just trying to find his stats for us. I can't find it at the minute. I'll, try, I'll keep on trying to find them. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a big Antonio fan. I think he can play anywhere across the front line. He can also drop back and put in a terrific shift. It's like a wide mm. midfielder. I even think he's... Haven't they played him at fullback at one point as well? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been very so, versatile. He's versatile, and he's he's got that really really important thing that like he doesn't really get injured that often, like to keep him out for a long time. Not that I can remember. So he's got that he's got that really good quality of being like being available for like a twenty minutes, half an hour. I mean, he came on against us, and then he scored. Um, yeah, so it's a sub. So he's the guy that I'm worried. About. And then yeah, Bowen's obviously got something to prove because you know he's he's banging form and he wants to show that. He can make the step up. So um, going forward, they they look all right, but I think I think we should be all right. Yeah, because I mean, as much as 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 much as they might be good going forward, I mean, we've scored what thirteen goals in two games, yeah. and Spurs' best ever player of the last twenty years is now back at the club. I mean, it's it it <laughs> you you don't want to get too hopeful because you know you're going to set yourself up for a fall, and it would be terribly Spurs for it to all fall flat on that first game back, but. Uh, yeah, you have to look at you know, what we can do and think. You know, it doesn't matter. You know how how threatening they are. We we, we should outscore them. If if anything else, we should definitely outscore them. Yeah. Well, let, let's move on to us then. That's enough about that lot. We ran a poll on our Twitter handle. If Bale was fit, would you start him? Seventy three percent said yes. HG, you were one of them. Why is that? Why would you start him? Because because he's the best player that I've seen play for Spurs. I mean, really, like I, I'm too young to remember Hoddle, right? I'm too young to really remember Waddle or Gascoigne or any of that. Like early '90s was kind of when I really started. Bale on his day is unplayable. I don't care if he's been out for you know four or five weeks, whatever it is. He's been training for the last two. He's ready to go. I'm, like I, I understand people who say you should never change a winning team, right? But I think those people are idiots. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I know what they're saying, but this is Gareth Bale. This is not, you know, you, you're not bringing up some 18 year old. Like, can you imagine if if we started the last game with some youth team player there, right? Like, no one would be saying, "Oh no, we we should keep the same, never change the winning team." This is Gareth Bale. He comes in and he starts like 45 minutes off the bench. He's only going to come off the bench if you're losing, which you don't want to be. So therefore, starting from the beginning, he is the best. He's the best striker. Like I mean, him and Kane, we all want to see Kane and Bale and Son. I don't understand why we would need to wait two weeks for, to see this. The, the time is now. Well, Paul, I mean, other than being admin extraordinaire, you are also a personal <laughs> trainer. So yeah. in your, your experience of, of being a personal trainer and sort of looking at athletes, 
do you not think it's a bit soon to throw him in in the London derby, having missed so much football over, not just, just recently, but since Zidane sort of shut him out at, at Madrid, would you would you throw him in straight away? He looked pretty sharp when he played for Wales, and that was probably the last major kind of like game he's played. You know, with, with, a, with a scientific head on, you got to look at like how he's training these last couple of weeks. We've all seen him like banging him in on the Spurs kind of Instagram and Twitter feeds and things. But I must admit, I would I would go with what what uh, HG is saying. I'd I'd start him. I mean, okay, he's thirty. Is he thirty one now? I mean, he's not the explosive, but he's still you know a free kick in around the box or you know mm. he, he, he's, he I, I would start him just because it would give. Everything a lift, and you know we will win at the week. I'm not going to go on record now. We will win at the weekend, um, and to start him and and yeah, to get the ball rolling, him and and Son and um, and Kane in whatever state Kane is in at the minute um, will be very, very exciting. So uh, yeah, I, w- I would start him, and uh, and I wouldn't expect him to last the whole game. I wouldn't expect him to last kind of like 60 minutes. I, I would treat him like we treated Dombele. We just like we we kind of like. We kind of like break him in like slowly, um, but yeah, I, I would start him. Yeah, the the three up front I mentioned definitely. Yeah, something we're we're all looking forward to see. Actually, on that, let's let's talk about Kane because uh, he, he we were talking off air and he looked he didn't look quite at the races in the in the England game. Did you buy the fact that he there was this muscle fatigue, or do you think that was more sort of the sort of tit for tat that's going on between Jose and Gareth Southgate? There's there's definitely against the background. There is, there is, Jose. Sorry, Jose. Excuse, I'm going to call him Mourinho. Sorry, Bryn. Um <laughs> there, there, there is Mourinho trying to protect his players that he does, which is very, very unusual for a top manager to do that. Um, watching Kane last night, there's a couple of crosses that came in, Mason Mount, and also the right back, the Chelsea right back. And normally, you'd expect Kane to be there. There were great crosses and, and to put them away. He did look flat last night. Um, and he played the whole ninety minutes, which I was very, very surprised about. So I, I tend to believe that uh, there is there is a little bit of like you know, fatigue there. Yeah, definitely, I mean, he's played a lot of football. The game's going to come uh, thick and fast. Yeah, you know, he but he still, you know, with Son or Bale either side of him, you know, if you do want someone in the middle to finish it, you'd want Harry there because he, you know, he can finish obviously both feet and he's very good in the air. So I again try to get a good 50, 55, 60 minutes out of him at the weekend. Hopefully we two to three at a good at that point and then then, then sub him for uh, the, the new guy would be, would be my idea. But he's definitely looking tired. I mean, we play, I mean, he played a lot of football before international break with that, that week, 10 days, European games. Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to go along with what he's saying. He's, he's, he's definitely looking like sore. I mean, Harry. You know, we talk about this off air as well. But Harry needs protecting from himself. He's a very, very, mm. he's a very, very honest player. Um, as in, you're like, he'll he'll do a full shift for you if you if you say to Harry, you're ready to play. He'll say, yeah, of course. So sometimes players need protect. You know, you know athletes need protecting from themselves. They like, you know, like sit this one out, or you know, and then maybe that's what 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 Jose's trying to do now. He's, he's trying to like say like Harry. You know, start to pick and choose. We need you to. We need you to be fit for this run of games, and then maybe you can take this this kind of two or three games off. Or and I, I think we we have to be aware that we, we, I, it, although it's obviously a negative, the fact that we have Europa League games rather than Champions League games over the next two months means that it doesn't matter so much if Kane, like you know, if you're going to think 
Kane's only going to play weekends and maybe not midweek, or he'll play midweek if he's on the bench, but he will only come on if he's needed. There's this idea that maybe we could easily have a situation over the next, you know, two to three months that that he only plays the weekend games, and and that's a good position for him to be in. Yeah. Like we don't need him to play midweek anymore, it, regardless of Vinicius. I mean, obviously we we hope he's going to be a good player, but right now the midweek games are by easily you know less important. So mm. you, you want to see Kane play the weekend games and midweek you hope that Vinicius will do the job and we won't need to worry about it. I mean, that, that that's a lovely place to be. If he does well, then maybe next season if we're back in the Champions League, we have a, a bigger issue. But when it comes to rotation right now, the importance of games is pretty clear. So um, he'll, he'll obviously start against West Ham and then yeah, we'll see. But hopefully we, we have a situation where Kane plays weekends and Vinicius starts midweek and everyone's happy. Yeah, I think that's probably what was communicated to Vinicius when he signed was like, look, you'll get games. Like, obviously, Harry is is the main man at the moment, but we have a lot of games this season. You can, you'll probably get a good 30 games under your belt in a 65 game season, just depending on how far we go in the cups, etc. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that Vinicius was brought in to ease the pressure on Kane so we can have him more fresh for those weekend games. HG, just focusing on the international break briefly, looking at the other players that played for their national teams, how do you see us lining up against West Ham? Do you think that the international games will play a part in our lineup? Um, I'm, I think Mourinho will, will obviously take that into consideration. Yeah, like I suspect that the players that he's been working with for the last couple of weeks because they didn't go away um, have an advantage. There are certain players like, you know, Hojbjerg, who you'd expect to start. Um, but yeah, like it, do we have any injuries right now? I think Lo Celso is the only possible doubt because he pulled out of the Argentina squad. Uh, Dyer had a hamstring, seemingly. Dyer didn't yeah. get picked. Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's one of those things. Like, did Dyer really have a hamstring strain? It was just Miss Southgate just trying to say, hey, look, I am going to look after some of my players, just not the ones you want me to, Jose. Like, it, it's there, there is this kind of weird thing that Dyer didn't need to play um, last night, whereas perhaps you'd say, well, Kane did because he's still the main striker for England, and it was a, a an you know I say an important nation leagues game. As if that's a, a bit of a what's the word I'm looking I for? It doesn't really make sense. Important and an oxymoron. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 a bit odd, but I I I would be surprised if Dyer actually does have a tight hamstring in the same way that Kane suddenly had one. For, you know, for three days, missed one game and then came in and played the next. I, I think Dyer will be fit for the weekend. I think it's just the Celso that we're not too sure about. We um, There were the videos that were published today on, on the various socials for the club and of the, the slam dunks and the NBA even retweeted some of the, the scenes from the, the basketball game. So I was sort of looking at that, sort of seeing who was on that pitch and I don't remember seeing Dyer, but but again, he um, he may just be... Uh, just be it, it, I think, to, I mean, the Friday pictures will be the, the important one, right? So Thursday is the first day back, but the Friday pictures, if we don't see players then, then we, we, we can probably assume that they won't start the game um, and there's no need to put them on the bench. I mean, that that's the beauty of it. We, we do have a deep squad. Like if, if Dyer's not available for the bench, then, I mean, it's probably going to be Tanganga that's on there, but that's not a terrible thing. Maybe Davis will be one of the two defenders because he can play centre-half if needed. It's uh, we're, we're spoiled for choice, really. If, if 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 we if we only have one or two people injured, then we still have quite a number of options. So I, you're, I mean, you're assuming that Dyer's going to start, yeah? I mean, is he? Is I, I, th- look, I think if he's fit, then Mourinho's going to pick him. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah. I, I'm not sure I would, if I'm honest, but I think Mourinho sure will. Antonio, to be honest. I'd so would you go. both pick Toby then ahead of him? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I'd pick Toby ahead of all of them every week. <laughs> like to me, Toby's still <laughs> the best defender we have. Um, but yeah, like you know, if 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 you think that Antonio can bully a defender, Sanchez is the most likely to to really get involved in that. Um, mm. Perhaps sometimes to his own uh, detriment, but still. I think that given given the options, if Dyer isn't fully fit, then we can play Toby and Davinson. They've played there many times together, yeah. and you save Dyer for the midweek game because he should be fit by then. Yeah. And Dyer and Tanganga may not be the, I guess, the the best uh, partnership you can think of. But it's again, it's Europa League, so you, you want to know if Tanganga can can hack it at, at a decent European level. We haven't really seen it because. The, the Leipzig games were kind of you know unfair for everyone because we just didn't have strikers worthy of the name at the time. But um, mm. yeah, I, I think that w- we we shouldn't have to worry so much. I mean, if Lacelso is not available, then do, that person in, that you know that person in midfield becomes a bit more. Do you go? Do you go maybe with another um, defensive midfield player, someone like Winks, or do you think that Delhi can can play there? That will depend on on the situation and, and what we think of West Ham. But it, it, we we are spoiled for choice on the on the subject of, of selection. Paul, I mean, we um, we saw against United that Oria was probably the surprise inclusion there, but he played a blinder. And because everyone was expecting Doherty, since Doherty came in, any important game, he's going to be the go-to right back. So the fact that that Aurier was was started uh, was was a surprise, but he played really well. Who do you see starting in that position, uh, or does it really matter? Does the fact that we have competition is that the main thing? I think competition is something we all we all know that's been lacking. Um, last two, three, some would probably even say four, four seasons. I have to admit, though, he's not really kind of done done it for me so far. Um, I watched the Ireland game as well the other night, and uh, he, he was he was very solid, um, but it's a slightly different formation. Um, I'd probably keep I'd probably keep Serge. I mean, and this is and you're talking to someone when because when he plays, he's on my side of the ground first half. I'm in the lower. <laughs> And um, and the people around me shout out to Celia and Matt if they're listening to this. Um, just hear me screaming at Serge. But he's, I mean, since Doty come in, he's he's really, you know, he's 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 been a different player. He's but he's, I'd I'd probably start Serge at the weekend, and then they've um, Toby and I'd probably I'd I'd put Sanchez in there against Antonio, mm-hmm. and then Reguilón. That that'd be my defence with obviously Hugo the man um, as our captain and number one. Um, that that would be my defence, but yeah, I'd play Serge. HG, we're, there's a sense of optimism around the club, which is great. Like, I mean, it's great, but are we getting a bit ahead of ourselves? We're we getting a bit carried away. It's really only one result, uh, the United game. There have also yeah, been times and, this season when we we haven't looked, and Southampton and Maccabi as well. But Southampton again was probably a half where we played well. First half again wasn't great. Are we are we getting ahead of? Because I'm getting excited, but reel it in a bit. Are, are you optimistic as well? Yeah, I, th- I think experience tells us all that we should reel it in a bit. <laughs> but but it, it, it is nice to go into it actually thinking that, I mean, we, we've heard it in the pod so far. You know, if we're two or three goals up you know, after an hour, then we can start making subs. Like that, to me, is already too much that we're saying this out loud. This is, we're, we're asking the football gods to come down and make us look stupid. Um, I... I I do love the fact that you know we've got a strong squad. I think everyone knows we've got a strong squad. We our attacking options are the best I've ever known. 
right? Without there's no doubt in my mind that our attacking options are fantastic, and it, it it's nice to to know that it could, that anything could be possible. Like we've had a couple of terrible results, um, we've had a couple of fantastic halves of football. Beating Man United 6-1 is great, but they were down to 10 men for an hour. Yes, we were already ahead when that happened, but still, if it at 2-1, like had it stayed 2-1, you never you never know. The fact that we got the third so quickly after the sending off really changed things for us and made it much more of a training game that we, we, we got to basically attack when we wanted and, and Man United just weren't good enough defensively to, to even handle that. But uh, if, if we win comfortably then I will probably start to believe a little bit more, right? But we have to think that, like, this is West Ham's Cup final. They are playing well. This is not going to be the easy game that maybe we want it to be just because we hope to see, you know, we, we all want to see that team of Hoiberg and Dombele and Lo Celso behind the front three that we've talked about. We all want to see it, but it probably, even though that might be the best eleven that we have, I don't think we're going to be in a situation maybe like Liverpool are where they play the same way every game and they just dominate opponents most of the time by playing that system. Mourinho probably won't do that. And so the odds of us seeing the 11 that we want to see are are probably slim for this weekend, but we we, we may not see it that often at all. It's going to be a really interesting kind of guessing game every week to to figure out, you know, are we we going to go 4-3-3? If Doherty plays then logically, because he's more of a wing-back, then he'll be in the same side as Davis because Davis will cut in Like if we if we have that flat-back four. So that, that means that if you want to see you know, Reggie on the left on Sunday, then Aurier is the, is the obvious choice on the other side. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I've talked about options a lot. It really is great to know that almost no matter what 11 we put out, if that front three or four click, we can beat anyone now. And we've got options for that to happen. Like we've seen Doherty and Lucas have worked well together in, in the minutes that they've had. Um, people are starting to build understanding. And yeah, like I, I am hopeful, right? I'm like everyone else. I'm hopeful that we're going to see the, the next new great Spurs team. And we're going to continue thrashing, you know, thrashing teams by scoring five or six goals every game. I just, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get there just yet, you know. Paul, how about you? Uh, we, so you keep seeing that post of um, Mourinho's second season and you sort of see this, the, the, the the final positions, first, 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 second, first, first, first. That, again, just gets me excited. I mean, how are you in terms of your level of optimism? Do you think we can uh, go, uh, can we challenge for the title or are we getting ahead? Do we just want to focus on top four? How are you in your optimism levels right now? I can't wait. I generally can't wait. All that's going on, especially in London, lockdown and all the other crap that's happening at the moment. We want something for a bit of cheer, a bit of good, you know, kind of like, you know, good spirit, whatever you want to call it, good good emotional kind of like, you know, injection of like, you know, optimism. I mean, 2,710 days ago, we sold Gareth Bale. Sorry, on Sunday, it'll be 2,710 days we sold Gareth Bale uh, to Real Madrid. Possibly at his peak, he's done everything... He's come back. If that doesn't get you excited about football, then you possibly might need to take up dominoes or chairs. <laughs> okay, we it. I was very, very skeptical about Mourinho. He's beginning to turn me, yeah, around. He, he's beginning to really kind of like make me think. You know what? 
I'm a little bit HG, you know, we've been here before lots and lots of times and it's like, it's difficult not, not to get, you don't want to get carried away, but genuinely, if, if, if you can get these guys, I mean, we could potentially, we'll challenge for top four, if, it, it, but it's keeping the, it's keeping key players fit. It's not, and as HG's alluded to, it's having the options as well, which we've got now. So we don't need to run players into the ground. I mean, we've not even really talked about the midfield, you know, and Domble and, Okay, Lacelso might be an injury doubt, but then you know you've got kind of like Holberg. Yeah, he was fantastic with Denmark. You know, he he mm. he was everywhere. He was great. He actually he he bossed that game, to be honest. You know, and then you know it's just it's it's good to feel like you know something is positive is 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 happening for us. And um, so yeah, I think actually, that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll go on a limb and I'll be recording this out there in like the internet world and podcast land. Is like, yeah, we'll challenge for top four. Okay, no, 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 no. I have to say, I, I'm expecting top four. Like, mm. like, I have to. Now I am. Like, I'm not. I don't want to challenge for top four. Not with the squad that we have. Right, like we, we we did that with when we had the last really good squad under Redknapp, and you know we got top four, and then Chelsea took it away. Like that was to me a bit of an underachievement considering the squad that we had. We should have finished top three, and we probably should have done better. Especially when you look at the Man United squad that won the league that year, that yeah. it was a, a better manager may well have got more from the squad that we had. So like when it comes to the weekend game, I'm nervous because it's West Ham, right? Like mm-hmm. I'll take a one nil win on Sunday easily, but oh, if you're talking to me about the season and the fact that Mourinho came out and said on that Netflix show came out and said that he doesn't coach football players, he coaches football teams. Mm-hmm. That to me is like okay, I get it now. Like he's got the pieces that he wants, and now he's just got to get them that mentality that he thinks that they need. And there are signs that we we can be. You know, efficient when we take our chances, we can score lots of goals. We can we can do the things that Mourinho teams have done. I mean, he's not always been a a one nil dower machine. So, I am hopeful for the season that we can that anything is possible, right? I think that we can challenge for anything this season. But when it comes to this weekend's game, I am still nervous. Well, let's get get your predictions then. HGU first. What will the score be against in the Caravan Cup final on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> um, look, West Ham will score because they will. I mean, that's just what they do. I know that we beat them two 0 and it wasn't great in, in Project Restart, but uh, I will go three one. Probably a late third to to calm the nerves, but I'll go three one. Who's getting the goals? Uh, I, I think Bale will score at least one. Wow. Um, yeah, like, no, like, to, it, it, there's something in this. Like Bale's last, you know, last minute against West Ham. Was that rifle in the top corner? Could, could he score in the first minute and do the same thing? Like it really wouldn't surprise me. It's one of those there's, kind of bookend no Tom moments. Carroll. There's no Tom Carroll to assist him though. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little no, Tom Lamella Carroll, might, don't be like that. Oh. Lamella might start. He could do the Carroll role. <laughs> um, pass it to someone good. You know what? If Lamella did that, I would start to like him even more. Um, <laughs> But Lamella probably won't even be in the 18. Um, but uh, Oh, hang on a minute. He was uh, one of our best players at Man U. Yeah, because yeah, he got subbed at halftime. No, mate. Did you make that left foot like 50 yard over the top for like Son into his path? It was a great pass. It was a great pass. I've no doubt about it. It's a shame that Son cocked it up um, because it, we, people would remember it even more. But like, it's yeah, Bale will score one. Kane will score because he does like a goal against West Ham. And actually, Sun does too. So, yeah, all three of them will get wow. one. 
Love it. Paul, your, your prediction? Uh, I'm, they, 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 they will score, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go for... Uh, I think it'll be an edgy 2-1. And uh, I'd love to see a 3-1 like HG, but it'll be a 2-1. Gareth Bale, Tottenham, 2012-2013, scored 21 goals to win us on his own, 24 points. He's back. He's back. He's back. Lads, he is back. This... Please be fit, Gareth. Please be fit. You know, just, just, just please. Like God's a fitness. I'll do anything. I'll, I'll run more ultras. I'll do more marathons. I'll do more whatever. Just this guy has got to be, he, 24 points he won on his own. That, that, that was the time when we really were the Gareth Bale team. I mean, like... We'd... AVB's last season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and as far as I'm concerned, as much as Bale was a great player for us before then, that was the season where he really became the goal scoring machine that he, yeah. he's proven to be. Like, he scored a lot of goals for Real Madrid. People seem to forget that because he was always second or third fiddle behind Ronaldo. But he scored a lot of goals for Real Madrid. Um, so yeah, if we get the if we get the the first end of his prime and the back end of his prime, I'm happy with that because Gareth Bale in that season was the third best player in the world. There was only Messi and Ronaldo that were ahead of him, and I think that if you give him the if you give him the system, if you give because back then we didn't really have the players to get him the ball. He did it all by himself. Now we've got players who can get him the ball. We've got players who can hurt the opponents. So Bale, they, they won't be able to. Um, to double up against him. Like, Bale will be one-on-one quite often. And I'd love to see Bale running at Cresswell on Sunday. He will cut inside and he will score. So, yeah, Bale is is key. I mean, he'll probably do his hamstring now and be out for three months. But, like, it's <laughs> that, that, that Spurs thing never dies, right? But the thing is, even if Bale does get injured and does miss a few games here and there because he's, because he's made a glass or whatever you want to say... We've got so many options. Mm. Like Bergwijn can come in and Lamella can come in and Lucas can come in and they all play there. Like it's in their position. It's not as if we're having to move people around to see what works best. Or if we want to have a, you know, a, a nice Lorente replacement, Vinicius can come in and play up top and Kane can drop, be- drop deep a little bit. It's, we've got so many options and I just, I, I want to see it to come to fruition as quickly as possible, hopefully on Sunday. Loving we'll it. dominate Loving them. It. We'll beat them. We'll beat them. We'll have over 60% possession and we'll beat them. We I'm, I'm going 3-0. I, I reckon we won't concede. I've got confidence. I reckon 3-0. I'm going with 3-0. I'm going with the, with the, with the top three, Sun, Bane, Kale. Sun, <laughs> Kane, Bale. Ba- uh, Bane and Kale. What, what are you? You're like one of those. A vegetarian you're like one of those, Batman fan. Yeah. Like one of those ESPN commentators like, and it's Christian Bale. No, no, no. It's Gareth Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Guys, let's let's look to wrap up. Paul, any shout outs, mate? Uh, yeah, it uh, went out for John Abbey. Uh, he's uh, the, the husband of one of my clients and he helped me out with uh, some of the facts uh, about West Ham. He's a big West Ham fan. He's got a season ticket holder along with his dad. He's a top guy. So, John, uh, thanks for that. And yeah, shout out to uh, Matt Daniels, guy who sits next to me at, at the uh, football and uh, Celia, who also sits next to me. So, uh, yeah, shout out to those guys. Thanks very much. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming on. H, any, any shout-outs? Yeah, I, I'd like to shout out for whichever team is playing Arsenal this weekend. Oh, it's Manchester City. Brilliant. <laughs> that will be a nice weekend. West Ham lose, Arsenal lose, and Spurs win. Isn't that the perfect weekend? Let's hope that happens this weekend. But uh, come on, Man City, make it happen. 
It will. It will happen, and we can watch AFTV and enjoy it after Spurs winning as well. So, oh, loving it. Um, Cheeseheads, do listen out for the review show of what will be an emphatic win over West Ham. From Stop Frank jinxing Ang- it. We're all jinxing this. <laughs> this is not good. Like we, we, we're trying to, you know, trying to let our heads rule our hearts here, and yet it still comes across as we're going to slaughter this team that's won its last two league games seven nil. This is this is worrying. But yeah, we we are going to do well. We are going to do well. We're going to smash them a little. We're going to smash them. The wheels on your house go round and round. That that will be out Sunday night, <laughs> and uh, I'll be I'll be coming back uh, for the midweek show after the Lasker game on Thursday. Do remember to like, subscribe, comment, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously, of course, uh, join the Glory Glory Tottenham Hotspur Facebook group as well. And as ever, come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.